these things make me realize, wow, you can really cross anything off your list as long as you believe in yourself uh, against all against all odds. Because that, at the end of the day, is what's about you have to believe in yourself against all odds. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where each episode we share the stories of individuals that are living out their bucket slash life goal lists. I am your host, Roger Williams, and through hearing our guests' adventures, my goal is that you will find encouragement and empowerment to add and cross items off of your list. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Crossing Off Podcast. I am excited that you're here today. A lot of times on our bucket list, we have uh, dreams that we turn into goals. And our guest today has done that in his life. His name is Marcus uh, Ogden, and he describes himself as inspiring, hardworking, ambitious, and driven. And after uh, doing some research on his story, I can tell you uh, he dials that up to 11 every time. So Marcus, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me on, Roger. I appreciate it. Yeah. So tell us, what is that item that you crossed off your list? Playing in the National Football League for almost six years. Jeez. Uh, I have some friends that played in the NFL, and I know uh, personally from watching their stories that that's not an easy task. So mm-hmm. take us back to the very beginning. Where did this uh, dream that you had of playing come from, and how did it manifest itself over, over the time uh, before you got there? So honestly, it came about when my brother was drafted to the National Football League in 1996 by the Baltimore Ravens. And I was playing high school football. I was actually a junior in high school when this happened. And when I saw my brother, actually, I was at the draft in New York. He was drafted number four overall by the Ravens. He was their wow. first draft pick ever. And so when that happened, it made me really want to become a professional athlete. Now, I don't know if I was going to get there or not. I wasn't really sure. But of course, when you see your brother being drafted, you know, that high, you're in New York City, you're in the limelight, surrounded by all the media and the fans and all the crazy and the hoo you know, that's something that you really want to do. And that's when I decided that I had the dream of wanting to be an NFL athlete. And so that that just boggles me a little bit, having worked with young people for, for many, many years. You're playing football in high school. You're starting? Oh, yeah, of course. Yes. Okay. So you're a starter in high school and you're playing football. It doesn't come across your mind until you actually like get in the mix of, you know, life in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Because for me, you know, it was like more just what I saw on TV and all that kind of stuff. But then when my brother was drafted, and especially us being in Washington, D.C., and him being threatened by the Baltimore Ravens, which is only an hour and a half drive, well, about an hour to hour, 15 minute drive. I got a chance to go to practice, you know, with the Ravens, meet the players, see the media, meet Ted Marchabroda, who was the head coach, Kirk Ferentz, who was the line coach, now is the head coach of Iowa, be around all these phenomenal people. And get to see my brother, you know, work hard and go from being a first year starter to then an all pro. And then he had an amazing, you know, 12 year career. So for me, seeing that and being in that, you know, that atmosphere really drove for me wanting to be an NFL player. And so then what changed your junior in high school that your brother gets drafted? And so what changed in your approach to get there? Like, had you already been thinking or preparing to play D1 
football or was or is that something new for you like okay i've got i've got to kick it into overdrive i've got you know what was it that happened i learned the game and how to be a pro and then i got very fortunate to get one scholarship offer to howard university and Mm. unfortunately for me I wasn't as big as my brother height-wise or weight-wise in high school. I grew to almost six foot six when I left high school <laughs> in my first year of college. So okay. I wasn't as big as my brother who was six foot nine when he was in high school. So, you know, I was kind of, didn't have that same height, you know, uh, the same height dimensions. But going to practice with the Ravens, being around all the people, all the players, all the guys, all the old linemen, I learned about professionalism. I learned about how to practice. I learned about how to, play the game and how to practice 100 miles an hour i learned about how to that football is a nasty sport between the you know between the hash marks and if you're going to play the game at a high level you better be as nasty as you can be especially as an old lineman otherwise you will not make it you will not survive and all those things gave me a lot more uh sense of understanding that if i'm going to do this i need to start practicing like these guys or to start working like these guys and very gladly well, very fortunate for me, a better way to put it, that with my brother being a, a Raven, I learned how to play like a Raven even when I was in high school, which got me to college. I became a four-year starter at Howard, and then I was drafted to the National Football League in 2003. Uh, I'm so Howard is such a – for me, is like a, such a great achievement to have <laughs> under your belt by itself. You know, Then being able to start there for four years playing football is is – you know, like icing on the cake to me, right? When I look at it, was there was there any concern when you picked Howard as your school that that may affect your ability to to play in the NFL? No, not really, because my dad went to Howard. My dad had an opportunity to potentially play in the National Football League in the seventies, but he told, but he blew his knee out, so it didn't happen. And I really figured, so you know what? If I'm going to have a chance to play at the next level. I want to play sooner than later. And also, being that we're from Washington, D.C., I could get home and see my father if necessary for any type of you know guidance or any type of information. And, of course, with my brother being in Baltimore, I got to go to a lot of the games, talk to a lot of the guys, see the coaches. I got a chance to know Ozzie Newsom really well. James Shaq Harris, which is actually one of the first, he was one of the first African-American quarterbacks in the NFL back in the 60s. He went to Grambling. And actually Shaq drafted me when he went from the Ravens to the Jaguars. So, you know, being around Shaq and being around, you know, the Ravens and Gil Scott's getting to know me, see my play, see my work ethic, see me develop from a freshman to a senior, it get it gave me a really great opportunity in that regard. So I was really excited about going to Howard because I felt as long as I did what I needed to do, I could potentially go to the next level. And if I didn't do what I needed to do, then obviously it wasn't going to work out for me. And I was okay with that. You're striving for the goal and also in the mix, like you're being able to network and, and get to see the insides of the NFL that a lot of people don't, don't get to see. Were there people that hadn't had that experience, like being naysayers to you, or like was was there ever any that, and was there ever any fear in you that you may not make it? Of course, I mean, you know, you never know if you're going to make it because it's such a hard task and a hard mountain to climb. So you're always concerned. But I had the preface of having a great education. Mm. 
I was a finance major, uh, finance degree. I, had, I got a degree in finance from Howard. I was a business finance major at Howard. I worked for Merrill Lynch in Washington, D.C. as an intern while I was in college. So I had other things ready to go. But, you know, I was just focused on giving it my all. And when I went to the Hula Bowl and I played against guys from like Florida State, Texas, Rice, Notre Dame, Miami, and I was able to play and have a really good showing, a great week of practice and a great game. That's when I knew that I could play at the highest level. I didn't know where I was going to be drafted. I didn't know any of that stuff. But I knew once I went to that game and had a great showing that it was just really going to be how was my, you know, my pro day going to look as far as my 40, my bench, you know, my vertical, my position drills. But once I finished that hula bowl in 2003, January, I knew that I could achieve the task of playing in the NFL. So like you say, it's not, it's not a guarantee, right? And it's, and it's definitely a, a difficult thing percentage-wise to get yourself inside the NFL, just numbers, sheer numbers of people that are trying to attempt this. What did it take when you, know, you have four years of, of quality education at Howard for sure? You, you, you've started four years. What are the steps that need that you go through at that point to actually make it into the NFL for to for a team to say yeah we'll take we'll take Marcus? Well, well, basically you have to have great game tape. Then from there you have to go to either a bowl game or have you know, or to the combine or to your pro day and show them your skill sets in the bench, the forty yard dash, the ten yard dash, the short shuttle, the vertical jump your football position drills. And once you are able to do all those things, they'll then compute also based off your academics. They have what's called the Wonderlink test. What's <laughs> your IQ like? And what is it that you can do to process information? Because as an NFL athlete, you're going to get a lot of things thrown at you. Schemes, schematics, plays, playbooks, and it's not easy. I'm excited to announce the release of my new book, Live Out Your List, Finding Joy Through a Bucket List Lifestyle. The book covers the three stages of the lifestyle, including bucket list mindset, bucket list creation, and bucket list management. It provides tips and strategies to enhance wherever you are in your bucket list journey. To receive 10% off when you purchase the ebook, visit crossingitoffpodcast.com backslash book. Purchase the book today and start to live out your list. Now back to the show. People who are in the NFL are not dummies because you have to comprehend so much information. So all those things are a major factor in where you get drafted, if you get drafted, where they feel they should be, you know, should be investing in you. Are you ready to come in the league and start right away? Are you a guy that's more like a project that's going to take a year or two to develop? Are you a guy that needs to get stronger in the weight room? Are you a guy that needs to work on your footwork and you know they're going to you know invest in you and draft you or say you know what we don't have a draft before, but we'll give you a nice little sign bonus as an undrafted free agent. You know, so there's a lot of moving parts, but it all comes down to your ability to focus strategize and execute in, you know, in your retrospect. So you, you have these wonderful mentors, right? I hope in your dad and your brother, at least people that you have direct access to, were there other people that were guiding you through this process? And, and was it difficult to uh, balance their input versus your father and your brothers? No, because with having my brother 
as I was an old lineman. My brother was an old lineman. He was in the NFL. He was uh, the best tackle in the NFL at that time. He was probably Mm -hmm. the best tackle in the NFL in all history. So, yeah, having him and my father was all I needed. Nobody tried to give me any more guidance because they knew that those Uh two were going to be the shining stars. My dad is being my father and my best friend, and then my brother being who he was as an NFL athlete and player. It just made sense for them to give me all the information where I could, you know, take their guidance and not have too many people in my ear, which is going back to the old saying, you don't want to have too many chefs in the kitchen. Mm -hmm, For sure. So take us to draft day for you. What was Mm -hmm. that like? How was, what were you feeling? What was, did did you know ahead of time? Oh, and I know it's probably going to be X team and X round and X number, or, or was there some uncertainty for you no there was some uncertainty because i was drafted in the sixth round by jacksonville and i thought i was going to go in the fourth uh to possibly either dallas or to possibly the ravens and then when i slipped i remember getting a phone call from um jacksonville i remember them telling me what was going on and what it looked like and how they were looking to bring me in as a draft pick and then i remember once that happened it was like, yes, I've made it. When I saw my name come across the screen on ESPN, that was huge. I had my grandmother, my grandfather, my mother, my father were all with me at my brother's house in uh, Baltimore. And my brother mm-hmm. was at his other house in Vegas. And it was great because I was able to now put into action what I had worked all the time for in college, in you know, my pro day, in my, my all-star game. And it was great, but no, it was definitely some uncertainty because, you know, again, you never know. Once you slip into the later rounds, it becomes a crapshoot. Like, mm-hmm. which team needs this? Our team's going to trade out of that pick to another and so on and so forth. So it's really about your ability to be patient and understand that, you know, you just have to leave it up to, you know, the thing that you did well in the season and your career and your pro day and your or your combine or, or your, you know, your, uh, your all-star game. And so those things really make the whole process of draft day much more, uh, I don't want to say doable, but much more, yeah. you know, not, less, less anxious. Cause there's a sure. lot of anxiety going into the, into the, that time for sure. So, so you've crossed that hurdle. Um, but you still haven't reached your goal. You still haven't played in a game, right? And at some level, you know, you got drafted in the NFL, but that's not where we started in this conversation. Take us to that first day, uh, that first play that you were involved in. <clears throat> How'd you get there in in your professional career? And what did that feel like? Where were you at? Oh, that first play was where we played the Minnesota Vikings uh, at their home at in the Dome. And, it was great. And I had a really, really great experience. I played against Kevin Williams, who's actually a first round draft pick for my draft class out of Oklahoma State. Oh, wow. And that was great. And, you know, uh, this is a phenomenal football player. And what happened is I realized really quickly that practice is one speed, games another. Mm-hmm. And then I also realized that, you know, when you're playing away, uh, it's crowd noise and everything is a major factor because. Those people are nuts about their team and they're loud and they're crazy and they're just all over the place, which is great. But I didn't realize how loud things could be in an away game. And so it taught me a lot about, you know, discipline, taught me a lot about, you know, preparation. It taught me a lot about, you know, teamwork, you know, leaning on your teammates so that you can, you know, hear the snap count, you can adjust, you can learn how to, 
get things done on the fly. And, you know, you can learn how to, you know, adjust on the fly with speed, like all these different things. So there was a lot of life lessons, but that was my first game in the NFL is uh, the Vikings. And that was uh, a, a great day, but a long day. Because again, like I said, it's something that I hadn't been prepped for. And I had to really learn how to make that, make, make my adjustments. <laughs> At what point <clears throat> that day or the next day, what point did you say I did it right? Like I have crossed this off. Was it after that first play? Was it you know halftime? No, was, was it the it, game? It was, <laughs> it, was, the game? It, it was. It was the next day when I got back home to Jacksonville and went to film and saw our film up on the field and I saw you know what we had gone through and I had you know and all that kind of stuff and so that's when I was like, wow, I've crossed this off my list. I'm now a NFL player. I play in games. I I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna make the roster. I'm gonna have a chance to live my dream out, and here I am, and I beat the odds. You know, going to you know a HBCU, and I was sure. so excited to do it, and I was so excited to 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 be a Howard athlete. People say, "Oh, why'd you go to Howard? You're never gonna make it." I'm like, "Yeah, well, you know what? That's what you think. That that's that's <laughs> not what I think." And so making that roster and making the game and playing and, and defying the odds made me even prouder to be an HBCU grad because it, it showed me, and I tell kids all the day, it doesn't matter where you start. It matters where you finish. The education I got at Howard the football, as a matter of fact, I'm actually being inducted this year into Howard's Athletic Hall of Fame. That's awesome. That's going to that's gonna be in uh, October 1st in, uh, at, 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 at Howard. And very excited about that because – when I went to Howard, it was my only scholarship offer. And my dad was a Howard wow. grad, but that's all the one I got. So, you know, to have one scholarship offer to then being drafted, to going to the NFL, having almost a six-year career, being a four-year starter at Howard, going to their Hall of Fame, all these things make me realize, wow, you can really cross anything off your list as long as you believe in yourself uh, against all against all odds, because that at the end of the day is what's about. You have to believe in yourself against all odds. What was the biggest challenge you faced internally throughout this process? What was the thing that that you had to overcome to to make this happen? I had to overcome not doubting myself or not you know being my own worst enemy, because it's very easy to be your own worst mm. enemy in this process. And once you understand that if you don't stop being your own worst enemy, then you're going to end up putting yourself right out of the game and putting yourself on the sideline of life. And I didn't want to be there. So, but it was hard because, you know, I was a young guy, had never, you know, had never been away from home, never paid any bills, things like that. So it was a lot for me trying to adjust and get that into better retrospect. But now it's really I understand exactly you know how it has to you know how I how I how I had to put myself through everything to get where I'm at today. If uh, a 14 year old kid walks up to you and says, you know, hey, I want I want to play in the NFL one day, what's what's the one thing you would say? You've got to X if you're going to do that. You got to be educated because if you're not a smart athlete, you won't be an athlete for long. I don't care how talented you are, how gifted you are as an athlete. If you don't have the skill sets to to have education and be able to be smart enough to do it, you won't last in the NFL because they don't want dummies. They want smart athletes on the football field. Marcus, if you could 
crossing something else off your list. It's completely different than playing in the NFL. What's like the next thing you want to accomplish or a goal that you have that you say, I'm going to cross this off. I'm going to cross going to Greece. Oh. And why, right, why Greece? Yeah. Greece, uh, why Greece? Greece actually is something that I've always wanted to do. I've always fell in love with like, you know, um, uh, um, Mytho- Greek mythology mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So I'm a big believer in you know travel and experiences, and I want and I want to go to Greece to see Macedonia and mm-hmm. see all the different things like that. I and mean, I'm a huge mythology, you know, Zeus, Athena, Apollo, all that stuff. So I want to go to Greece. That's one of my. Uh, that's I want to cross off my list sometime here soon. <laughs> Good. That's awesome. I love that. Marcus, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story. I know it's the NFL playing in the NFL is not the end of your story and we don't have time to to go over that today, but how can people, if they're interested in following your, your story and hearing more about you, wherever they go to find you. They go to my website, www.marcusogden.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, Marcus Ogden, Instagram at Marcus Ogden, Twitter at Marcus underscore Ogden. Facebook, Marcus Ogden, TikTok at Marcus Ogden 71. <laughs> and they can also follow us on our new podcast, the Get Authentic with Marcus show. We're ranked in the top 2% worldwide most listened to, most listened to podcasts after only six weeks. And uh, we have great interviews and great people that are on there. So yeah, they can check us out any of those places. We'd love to connect with you. Awesome. I, I highly recommend folks to check out your story. It's an amazing one. Marcus, thank you so much for being here and taking this time uh, out of your day. And I wish you luck in uh, going to Greece soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, Roger. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, man. As a reminder to our listeners, in this episode's show notes, you will find links to learn more about this week's guests and information on how you can cross this item off of your list. You can follow my adventures of crossing items off my bucket list on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, new episodes of this podcast are available to stream every Friday morning. We will meet you here next week. And until then, keep living out your list.